0: Hello and welcome to the Resilient Leader podcast brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. This brand new podcast series is all about finding out what makes modern business leaders tick and in particular, how they deal with the ups and downs that are an inevitable part of being a boss. Over the course of this podcast series, we are going to be meeting many different business leaders from all sorts of companies to find out their strategies for business success in an uncertain world. My name is Dave Harris and today I am delighted to welcome Sean Uthup, Creative Director and Founder of Sozo Design. Sozo are a fully integrated digital agency offering their clients websites, branding, digital marketing and content creation. Sean himself started his career as a graphic designer for the Marketing Services Group, creating websites, brochures, logos and advertising for brands such as Caterpillar, NatWest and Thames Water. In 2000, he struck out on his own and founded Sozo Design. He is also an accredited ECB cricket coach in his spare time. Sean, thank you very much for joining us, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. So before we get into the, the business of resilience and that sort of thing, tell me a little bit more about Sozo Design and why you decided to start it all those years ago. Yeah, uh,
1: well we started around 20 years ago. Yeah, I suppose I'd become a little bit disillusioned with the sort of big agency culture and all the layers of management that you get in a big agency. So I was keen to kind of cut out all those layers and deal directly with clients. So yeah, set up with a friend of mine. So I did all the design. Uh, he did all the sales. We started out in a barn in the forest of Dean uh, and I had a Mac. He had a telephone and the Yellow pages so <laughs> long ago it was. And then we start we started with zero clients and just phoned all our friends and, uh, Anyone we knew, uh, and that's how it started, really. You know, right from the early days, we were very passionate about websites and the internet. So I think that's part of our early success was down to the fact that we, we got into digital design very early on.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously you were in right at the beginning, on the ground floor, as it were, and, and, and obviously the agency has grown as digital has grown. So that was, a, that was a good time to start, I suppose, with the benefit of hindsight.
1: It was a great time to start. You know, at the time, it was before Google even, uh, and people didn't even know why they needed a website or wanted one, but everyone else was getting one, so they thought they should. <laughs> and uh, we we got very busy very quickly at the start of building websites for all sorts of companies.
0: And here you are over 20 years later, and and, and obviously you have flourished and are doing really well. Clearly, your, your role as a leader, you know, leading this growing agency over the years, uh, must have been quite an experience for you and I'm sure you experienced ups and downs as all business leaders do so what do you think is the role of resilience for a leader and how would you define that and and say it it helps you?
1: I think it becomes a lot more important the more staff you employ so I think when it's just yourself and maybe a few other people you can have a bad day a bad month and it doesn't really have that much impact you can pick yourself up and get on with it. But I think when you become more of a leader of a team and employ more people, you then have to inspire them on a day to day basis. And you feel more responsibility uh, and pressure to grow the company and make sure it's financially secure, etc. So I think that's when resilience becomes more important.
0: And in terms of the pandemic crisis and what we've all been through in the last six months, do you think resilience has become more of a factor for you as a leader, you know, to get through what, we've, what, we're, what we're going through at the moment? Or is it just really business as usual and, and, you know, you kind of got to deal with ups and downs, whatever's going on externally?
1: No, I think it's been crucial, resilience during this period, because for two main reasons, I think all of my staff and a lot of clients look to me to know where we're going and how we're going to deal with this crisis. And then second of all, I think resilience becomes very important in adapting to the situation. So if you weren't resilient as a leader, you could easily just bunker down and wait for this to all go away and try and carry on as normal or reduce your overheads. Or, you know, you can face it head on and think, right, we've got to get through this crisis. How can we adapt as a business? And I think the businesses that have done well, you know, we've been lucky, we have done fairly well during this crisis, and so have our clients. I think the ones that have done well are the ones that have adapted the quickest and in the best way.
0: And I wonder if you'd mind sharing with me perhaps what's been the most challenging aspect of the current crisis you know have there been particular things where you really had to uh, think on your feet and and react quickly and and that resilience piece really came into its own
1: holding my nerve i think in the first uh, few weeks we had about four or five clients pick up the phone to cancel or pause services and projects so that took a lot of nerve to not panic and not suddenly furlough everybody and have the kind of resilience to think okay you know we can get through this we've got other clients that are doing well and we're still getting new business in let's not panic i think that was the first thing second of all was coping with the loneliness actually i mean i carried on on my own coming into the office and i was literally on my own in here (laughs) whereas normally there's around 20 people that takes a lot of personal resilience to motivate myself and to stay sane (laughs) during that period, and also remain positive when I'm speaking to my staff and my clients so that they don't get fearful or worried about what's going to happen.
0: Now, the inspiration for this podcast, as you know, came from the Firestarter forums, which have been running during lockdown. And in one of those forums, we were discussing the sort of habits and the, and the routines of business leaders that help them to maintain resilience. So I'm wondering if I could ask you that question. Uh, you know, do you have rituals, habits, everyday routines that you think help to ground you, to anchor you and, and give you that resilience?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I would say I have five or six different things that I think I do, which helps in that regard. So first thing I think is putting things in perspective. I think I've always been fairly good at that most business owners aren't dealing with life or death at the end of the day, you know, it's not that important what we do. So it's putting things in perspective. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done when you get a bad email or a bad situation. So I find things that help me find perspective if I lose it. So that can be sometimes simply going out for a walk. I religiously go out for lunch one to two every day. And I usually go to a nice park nearby. That definitely clears my head and gives me perspective. Or I play sport or I play with the kids. all these things to take your mind off work and reset your perspective, I think is important. And I think the second thing relates to that and that's around headspace. I think it's very important to give yourself time during a day, evening, weekends, where your head is just clear. And that's very difficult nowadays to do and become a lot harder since I started the business. When I started, there was no mobile phones and no emails on your phone and so on. So because of technology, it's a lot harder to switch off now as a business owner. So I'm very disciplined that when I get home, I don't check my work emails and on weekends I don't check them and on holidays, I don't check them. And then when I come to work, I'm full on. So I find, you know, I can work really hard during the day, but then switch off very well in the evening. And I think that switching on and switching off is really important, especially for a business owner. And it requires a lot of discipline nowadays because it's very tempting to check your emails and check your messages, isn't it? So headspace is important. And the reason it's important, I think is to give you time in your head to really to have some distance from the business, to then think about how you want to change it or how you want to grow it or which direction you want to go in. But you must have calmness and, and uh, space to be able to make those decisions well. I find I make some great decisions when I'm sat on the beach on holiday (laughs) about what to do with my business. So I think it's a bit of a paradox, but I think taking time off good quality time off is actually good for your business. And that's something I've learned over the years. When I first started, I thought it was all about throwing more and more hours at it, but it's not, I think you've got to have that balance. The other thing I would say, which relates to that is a thing called slowness. So we, we, um, did a website for a great guy, Norway, who set up the world Institute of slowness. And it was a real eye opener for me and changed my life actually. And this guy called Geir Birtleson, he set up this Institute. His mission was to slow the world down you know, over the past 10 years. The world has gotten faster and faster with technology. And he's trying to slow people down, but also businesses. So this isn't just like a hippie lefty sort of theory. This is actually a proven theory that slowing down and not multitasking, not cramming your diary, not checking your phone every five minutes actually makes you more productive. So that's something that really stuck with me. And even just having time to daydream, you know, that can be good for business. So I think those are the kind of first things I would say is that it's very important to, to give yourself that headspace. Um, the other thing, big thing I've learned as we've grown as a company is that you must employ the right people and then delegate and trust them to do it. The one common thing I've found with business owners I've met a lot over the years because of what we do is that generally we we're, we're all control freaks. And that's generally why we set up the business in the first place. Cause we want control of everything. So it's very hard for business owners to let go of that control what I found is if you do recruit the right people who sometimes are better than you at certain things, you must delegate and then trust them. And that frees up your time again and takes pressure off you as an owner. Also, I think it's very important to have some direction. So to feel like you, you as a person and as a company are going in a direction towards a goal. So personally, I always set a three-year goal And as a business, we work to a three-year plan. And even if we get curveballs like COVID that knock us off, we still feel like we're going towards that goal. Okay, it might delay it and it might take longer to get there now, but the direction I think is important for me. And then finally, I would say all business owners as well that I've come across usually are self-made and start with very little and build up their business. So I think we all have that fear of losing it all. And I think that is that little nagging doubt and nagging fear is always there in the back of your mind, which is a positive and negative. I think it does drive you forward and keep you going. And especially during this COVID situation, I think this fear of losing it all has come to the forefront of a lot of our minds, but then that really does drive you as well to succeed and not to lose it all. It's a tricky balance to know how to manage that fear. And I think that's an an important thing to address as a business owner.
0: I wonder if I could ask you now, whether the last six months since the COVID crisis sort of really got going and the lockdown happened, whether you feel you've learned anything as a result of that, Uh, whether it, in other words, whether it changed your mind about any aspect of your business philosophy, or really did it perhaps even confirm what you already thought?
1: What it has done, I think it's really given me a lot of time to reflect on the business as a whole and where we're going. It's allowed me to do a lot of soul searching and it's crystallized a lot of things for me. There were a lot of decisions and directions we could have gone in, which I kept changing my mind on. But I think the crisis makes you focus a lot more, a lot harder and make firm decisions and stick to them because you have to adapt. So I think that's probably the main thing. I don't think we've like massively changed as a company. But it's definitely made us more focused, more crystalline, more streamlined. And, and also actually, it's made me appreciate the business more. It really has, when I hear horror stories of other businesses in different sectors, you know, it's made me appreciate that actually, we're doing quite well. And it's kind of testament to the staff we have in place and it's made me feel proud. Well, I want
0: to ask you about those staff because, um, because clearly as a, as a leader, you know, your team is very important and, and your team has grown over the years. And as you alluded to earlier, you know, you started off with just the two of you, but, uh, but gradually, you know, you've employed more and more people and, and things have got more complex and all that sort of thing as inevitably happens as a business grows. So I wonder whether you could talk to me a little bit about your influence over your team, and whether you feel that it's part of your role to have a very positive influence and to try and transmit some of your coping skills and some of your resilience to your team so that they can uh, also cope with the ups and downs of, of business life.
1: You know, that's really interesting, and that's, that's something that has changed over the last six months, is that I always thought that we all had to be friends, and the social aspect and the day to day interactions with people was really important. But then actually, you know, over the past six months, most of my stuff been working from home. And we've actually performed better without that interaction. <laughs> so then it's made me question actually, my, uh, my influence, you know, maybe my influence is not as uh, important as I thought it was. But I think as a general leader, positivity is key and I think staff need to feel like someone's in charge and someone's steering the ship and they need to feel like there is a positive outlook so I think that's my role is to provide that certainly when people are working from home more they need that reassurance so I think that's where my role has changed over the past six months is it's in reassurance and guidance and Keeping people positive—I suppose that's 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 been a big change.
0: I wonder whether you could th- think for a second about your your general business philosophy and your 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 approach to resilience. Does that translate, uh, or does that spill over, or is it all part of your personal life as well? I mean, in other words, do you think this is it's all part of a of a of, of a piece? You know, the the your, the way you are at work if you're being authentic, presumably, is the way you are at home as well. I, I, I mean, notwithstanding, obviously, the fact that you try and separate the two and you've already made it very clear how important that is to you, but, uh, but your, your approach to life in general, do you think that's similar for work and, and personal life?
1: On the whole, yes. I think we all have a business persona and then a personal persona. I think that's inevitable. But I, I always do try and be myself as much as I can when I'm here. You know, I dress the same way. I don't wear a suit to work. And I talk in a similar way. And I try to be informal and form, you know, friendship with clients. So I would say I'm fairly similar. And I, and I at home, I have that perspective as well, that, you know, not to sweat the small stuff as the great Chris I and once said. <laughs> yeah, I think I am quite similar. And I've tried to be more similar over the years. I think when I first set up, I probably did have more of a business persona. Uh, But I think as you grow and get more mature and older, you just blur the lines more, I think. And you are, you're, you're, you're more confident to be yourself at work.
0: Before we finish, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about the, the Fast starter Forums, because I know you've taken part in, in those, in some of those. And I was wondering whether you think they are helpful as part of a coping mechanism, as part of the, the resilience sort of thing. Uh, you know, do they have a positive role to play in that, and, do, and things like them as well?
1: They were certainly really important at the start of lockdown. When I was in the office on my own, That was pretty much my only social interaction of the week. but I actually really look forward to seeing lots of other people on screen. And it was really nice to share experiences and speak with other business owners, because we don't tend to get that opportunity very often to talk as a group of leaders. So the breakout rooms that we, we had during lockdown were really valuable for that. And then I think. It's actually made me do a lot more online learning because I've realized that over Zoom, it's a lot easier and quicker and sometimes better to do training. I don't have to travel anywhere. I don't have to sit in a hotel room and I can tune out if something's not relevant to me, you know, and I've since been on other training courses and done some, you know, training with Chris at Firestarter, which has been fantastic. And really made me, um, I find it really valuable.
0: Uh, Last question then. Um, Let's talk about the future. How do you think a business leader can deal with the future when the present is so uncertain? So obviously, I'm talking about where we are now with with COVID-19. Uh, you know, do, is, it, is it difficult for you to sort of look around the corner and say where we're we going to be in a year? I mean, you talked about your three year plan and and the fact that that might take a little longer. So I'm interested to know how you, you know how in in practical terms you actually keep that plan on track, given that we really none of us know exactly how this is going to play out over the next three six months a year.
1: I think it helps. I'm naturally an optimist. (laughs) So I picture the future getting back to normal relatively soon in six to 12 months. And also, it's been a lot easier for us because we're in an industry that is doing well, you know, some of our e commerce clients' sales are booming. So we're not feeling like, you know, the hospitality sector, for example, it's not disastrous for us. So it makes us more confident and easier to predict the future because the past hasn't been that bad for us. So, and also I would add to that, I think all business owners are looking six to 12 months ahead anyway. And if I picture next summer, the optimistic part of my brain is actually picturing, picturing things getting back to normal. So I'm not that fearful actually about the future. I'm quite positive. And I, I think, yeah, because I've been doing this for 20 years now, I've seen lots of you know, recessions come and go. And I know that the economy always bounces back and business always does turn around eventually and spring back to life. So I think no matter how bad it gets during this winter, I'm still optimistic about next year.
0: Well, that's a great note to end on. Uh, So thank you very much for that, Sean. You've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my expert guest Sean Uthup, creative director and founder of Sozo Design, who's been sharing some of his leadership resilience approaches with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Sean's insight useful, then why not join us on one of the Firestarter forums that we talked about in the podcast. They're held online on the second Thursday of every month. They're completely free of charge. All you have to do is register on the Firestarter website at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk. We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode. But in the meantime, please subscribe and keep listening.